in our community, all of us know people who are suffering from physical ailments, spiritual ailments, emotional ailments, and so on. So please, I encourage you, do not hesitate to share those names with me, even if I don't know them personally. It's very important that we pray for people. We have now a young lady, a mother of two, who's in our community who has advanced cancer. Her name is Nicole. I ask that all of you keep her as well in your prayers. She has two little children. And I say that because the prayers of many together have a lot more boldness before God than just one person. And God listens to even from the youngest child's prayer to the old age, oldest prayer. And our job is to be, when we pray, in communion with God. So I ask that you hold Nicole in your prayers. And if there are other people that I'm not aware of, please submit those names to me as well. What an incredible parable our Lord te tells us this morning. As I've said so many times, we read a parable how many times in the gospel, and every single time you come in contact with a scriptural reading, you are amazed at what else you're going to uncover. And today the parable is quite a zinger, if you allow me this phrase. The Lord is teaching, and he says, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to or is like the following story. Omiothi is the Greek word. About a, a king or a lord who wanted to settle his accounts with his servants. And so he calls the first servant over and he says to him, you owe me. You have to pay everything you owe. And he owed him 10,000 talents. Is there anyone in this church this morning that has any clue what 10,000 talents is? I did not either. So I had to look it up. One talent in the ancient times, in the research I did, was worth 250 gold coins. If you do the math, that's 2.5 million gold coins. If you multiply it in today's number, a gold coin is worth $1,300. Let's say $1,000. I'm not very good at math. You can imagine the exorbitant amount that this man owed to this Lord. And he instructs the Lord, his people, to sell him, to sell his wife, to sell his kids, and to whatever they gain from that sale to help pay back his debt. And the man, it says, falls at the feet of the Lord and begs him, please have compassion on me, and I will pay you back. And the Lord felt compassion. He reads this man's on his knees begging and says, okay, that huge amount that you owe, I grant it to you. I forget it. You can go. No sooner does this 
servant leave, that he finds a sindulo, a co-servant of his who owes him 100 denarii. Does anyone know what 100 denarii is worth? I didn't either. I had to look it up. It's worth three gold coins. And it says the English didn't render it properly. It says that he sees this servant and he grabs him from his neck, you know, like choking him. And he starts choking this man and says, you give me back what you owe me. And he says, please have compassion on me and I'll give it back to you. The exact phrase that the first man used to his Lord is the exact phrase that this man uses to his co-servant. And of course, he has no mercy and has him thrown in jail. This is what the parable said today. Well, some of the other servants got wind of this. They go back to the Lord and said, hey, you know that guy you let off the hook? Well, he did this and this. And so now it said, or In English it said, I don't remember the word, but it's more of in a state of wrath. The Lord calls this servant back and says, Zule ponire, you sneaky fellow. You conniving fellow, I forgave you an amount that should you have lived 100,000 years, you would have never been able to pay off. And this man who owes you this, you don't have compassion and forgive. And of course he gets what's due to him. And the Lord finishes the parable with the most poignant, powerful statement and says, thus, in this way, it will be done to everyone, Father Pandeleimon and everyone else here today, thus it will be done to everyone who does not forgive their brother from their heart. My Father in heaven, my Lord in heaven, will do the same to each of us if we do not forgive from our hearts. I had pages and pages of notes. I didn't know where exactly to start this morning. We see omiosi. It's like, this is like the kingdom of heaven, Pidya. What is it? It's, a, it's our Lord who says to each and every one of us, no matter what you owe me, no matter how many things you flopped and failed at, no matter how many times you let me down, no matter, no matter, no matter, the millions of things we've done wrong, if we do two things, everything is wiped aside. If we confess, if we repent, if we fall on our knees and ask his forgiveness, and if we go 
and confess that. We would say in today's term, repentance and confession. You repent for what you did, you confess that what you did, and God has absolutely no problem forgiving it. But what happens? When the opposite happens, we are actually hurting ourselves. When I hold on to things, when I don't forgive people, when I become hardened in my heart, what happens? I hurt myself. How? Because when I leave this earth, the hardness of heart that I showed, the unforgiving heart that I showed, just like in the parable, he went from wealthy to being forgiving of all his debt, and the Lord was not playing games. He got what he paid for. We may owe God a lot. In his great compassion for us, he will forgive that debt of ours. But then if we try to be a sneaky servant, then we have to be careful. Because the Lord said, this is what's going to happen to everyone who doesn't forgive. And he adds that little hook from the heart. Isn't it true? Many of us want, I've said it before, I'll say it again, the fullness of God's compassion on us. We want the full measure of God's love and the full measure of God's forgiveness and the full measure of God's compassion on us. And for the people who have hurt us, we want his full wrath. And when something goes wrong in life, what do we all do? Ha! Huh, he got what he deserves. Well, I have news for you. God never gives us what we deserve because never, not even one of us in this church would be here if we got what we deserve. And I wonder sometimes when we say the Our Father, saying it about myself, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Really? Really? You've heard me also say, when we're stepped on, whatever we have inside comes out, like a toothpaste. When you squeeze toothpaste, whatever's inside comes out. When people, situations, personalities, situations in life squeeze us, what's coming out? Are we grabbing people by the throat, unforgiving, hardened of heart? Or are we willing to forgive? Have we acquired? Do we look like our Lord in heaven? Have we acquired his heart? Are we hardened and so hard that we're so blind to see ourselves? You see, in the story, my beloved friends, he wasn't sent to hell, if you will, for what he did, all the sins he committed. He was sent for what he didn't do, which was to forgive from his heart. What got him back in trouble? His unforgiving heart, not the sins he committed. What's going to get us in trouble? Our unforgiving hearts. And think of the energy that exhausts us to hold the grudge. How many of you hold the grudge? 
You don't have to raise your hand. Don't look at the person next to you, please. That's not nice. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I'm obliged to say these things because this is what the Bible teaches. And it's not meant to make you sad, but rather to think about the joy that man in the first instance would have felt being forgiven. And think about the joy we can have when we let go and let God take control of our lives. I have so much I want to tell you, but I will save it for another time, okay? I hope I didn't sadden you. That's not my intent. First of all, you know how much I love all of my parishioners here and how much I cherish all of you. I know it sounds kind of weird to say, but I do cherish each and every one of you, and I do care for each and one of, one of, one of you, and you should know that if you don't make it in the kingdom, I have no hope to get there. So I'm banking on all of you getting there to help me get there. And this is why I say the things I say. God bless and keep you and your beautiful families. And remember this, please. No matter what, God has no problem taking care of it. Just humble your heart, repent for what you've done, and, and confess it. And God's there for you. I promise you that's the case because even in his dying words as he left this earth, what did Jesus say as he hung on a cross? Look at the cross behind me. What did he say? His final words, forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. If the dying words of our Lord are those, that gives us so much hope and encouragement. God bless and keep you. <laughs>